Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we back again. Another episode of our artist series. It's R.E.O.P. Y'all know what's going on. It's your boy, yes, Mr. Jefferson. Yes, sir. You already know who I am, Ampavelli. We were just having a discussion about not cussing for a minute, so now I'm like extra cautious now. Bruh, I was just thinking about <laughs> that. Like, for the first time, I wanted to come on and be like... You know, you be sometimes you be like, Mr. M- M.F. Jefferson, I almost said it. Just yeah, like, I do. I do. I slip. You know what I'm saying? Uh, big shouts to to the big homie Chris. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Chris M.F. Thompson. Yeah, rest in but, peace, uh, <laughs> Yeah, we 30 seconds in, so I'm, trying, <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm looking at the clock like, yeah, I'm we trying sweat. to make sure. <laughs> we sweating. <laughs> but uh, today we got a very special guest, man. Um, we got a... Uh, I, I want to make sure I get this correct. You're from Daytona, right? Daytona Beach. Okay, yes. Daytona Beach. So uh, we got a Daytona Beach artist in the yeah, building. For sure. Very, very dope artist. Um, First one so far, not from Jacksonville. Straight up. So yeah. you know, we just Duval, do like Duval artists, yeah. Shout out Duval, though, man. It's a lot of dope talent. And y'all really running the map right now for Florida. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Appreciate that. Um, right. Man, um, you're here tonight because you you had a show tonight, right? Yeah. How did that come about? Um, we just did uh, a tour. My my man Sellers Hamilton has a tour. He's out of Atlanta. Um, and his date, I think tonight might have been his last date on this tour. Was in Duval. His first time here. And um, a friend of mine's a engineer who works on his music who knew me reached out and was just like, "Yo, man, we want some Florida representation. Can y'all hop in?" And I was like, "Okay." Yeah, for sure. sure. And I came up and did that. So. It's my first time actually uh, performing in, in Jacksonville, so it was cool. That's dope. How was the show? It was really dope, man. Um, we had, we had a good time. Um, real small, intimate crowd, so I got to really interact All right. with the fans and so forth, and make it real personal. So I had a great time. That's good. So, um, how long have you been rapping, man? Um, all my life, honestly. I started rapping as a kid, like four years old. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. Professionally, uh, like just pursuing it, um, about ten years. But yeah, as a kid, I started, you know, I, I'm a 90s baby, so I grew up on like the house parties and all that type of stuff and just kind of learned how to pick that pin up and put it to the paper, man. Right. Let's yeah. uh, salute to Earl real quick, because Earl put me onto your music like a long ass time ago. Yeah, Earl. big shouts to Earl for Shout that. Shout out Earl, man. So Earl, funny story about Earl is um, we grew up together, so hip hop was always our thing, yeah. like analyzing albums and just breaking bars down and stuff. So. Anybody's seen it from day one, he's probably the person who's seen it from like nine years old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, man. He got that ear. So um, how, how did y'all meet? You remember? Church. Church. Okay. No so cap. Church. Like we Amen hey, man, God, God don't make no mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, we was um I came to the church. I think he was already going there. I don't even know if it was not specific. He just just started being around. <laughs> like every time I turn around, he was there, and then we just started talking about rapping. It was like, all right, we just rocking from there. I heard that. That's how it happened, though. <laughs> how y'all boys met? Um, high, high school. school. Yeah, a, yeah. Long ass time. Uh, one of one of our mutual friends and I had a class together, and um, after the class, all of these niggas used to hang out and like in the mornings and shit like that, and um. They was two classes ahead of me, so word. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, um, man, of course, you know, I went to a school on a complete opposite side of town as well. So for me, it was like, um, you know, I don't know nobody. I'm kind of, you know yeah, what I mean, like, new guy. Yeah, close to whoever you know. I, 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 I link with. You know what I mean. 
And um, I built a friendship through my homie Russell. And once I started talking to them in the mornings and shit, like shit, man. Just flowed from there. Yeah, yeah, you know. That's lit, though. That's how it goes. So yeah, then y'all came together and did the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Long, much further down, way further down. Okay. But yeah, we was a bad influence on him because like, we was a little older, so like he was hanging out with us. We was about to graduate. We was skipping school. He was skipping school with us. I'm like, bro, you should go to class. <laughs> so no, we already funny, did that part. Funny thing is this. Uh, you talk about Earl and um, y'all analyzing the albums, things like that. So um, I was rapping. Okay. And um, in high school, man, I did whatever just to circulate the music. You know what I mean? Facts. Nigga was bringing... Um, Xbox video games with my burn CD in that bitch, you know what I mean? Oh, that's dope. <laughs> and dishing them out, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, here go, here go my new project, you know what I'm saying? I print the little cover and slide it in the sleeves and shit. I was writing um, on my covers, like writing my name. Yeah, yeah. Like, Once you open it up, it's yeah, that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But I just take out all of the like 2K and all of that shit and um, redo it to mine and. Um, they would be skipping school to go buy like Lupe album and and Jay Z album yeah. and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like talking to them. I'm like, yo, man, y'all niggas listen to my music. Facts, facts. Man, these niggas. Never, I mean, yeah, we wasn't taking it serious. Never. That's how it, it started, though. That's <laughs> yeah, how it always yeah. started. Yeah, was I, like, you don't rap. Yeah, I ain't yeah. take his music serious till like out of high school. Like, yeah, later on. we was like, I, I told him one day, you know, hey, look, I really want to give it a go, and from then, like, yo, we've been rocking like. That's solid though. That's how you know your friends is real. Yeah, yeah. Like even if they may not like it at first, they be like, keep trying. Yeah. <laughs> like, Nigga, one of my homies, we was doing a listening party. Uh yeah. Chris, matter of fact, yeah. uh shout out, you know, rest in peace. Um he's on camera and they like, yo, so what do you think about his project? Man, I'm gonna be honest. The first time I heard this nigga rap, I'm like, yo, this shit sucks. <laughs> and Facts, so you like, gotta tell the God truth. Damn. You gotta hey, respect man. that. You gotta yeah, tell yeah, the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just the first time I heard it. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> So hold on, wait a minute. Was he like nodding to the music before that? It wasn't even that he was nodding to it. It was definitely like, yo, keep going type shit. <laughs> it was motivational. But I think my issue was like when I was pitching it to them like i say they listening to lupe shit like that so my music didn't have the same direction you know Got what you. i mean like yeah. it was just very like er, like it was just rhymes That's you know what i mean like direction to try to follow lupe man, was what yeah. <laughs> lupe was in a different world especially 05 man like lupe lupe was that guy so y'all y'all really deep into the hip-hop game for sure for sure. Yeah, yeah. Not so much now. Like back in the day, I was like real lyrical in it. Like, nah, my shit, my taste kind of watered down now. Yeah. This nigga listens. I he like put catchy me on shit. to shit, but yeah, it be catchy shit. I feel that. I mean, the game changed though. It got into the catchy wave. There was like, I think back then we had like a great balance. You had the rhymers who can rhyme, and then you had, you know, the trap. You had the little Johns. You, we always had right, the catchy right. stuff, but. They everybody played a lane. Nowadays, it's just like oversaturated. It's like if it's not catchy, it don't really matter type thing. So, yeah. so let me it. ask this: um, Who were some of your influences? Um, I'm an outcast baby, man. I'm a Dungeon Family baby. Uh, always gonna be Dre and Big for me. Um, Pac, of course, Yay, Wayne, Tip, Jay, um, Biggie, the Rhymers. You know what I'm saying? The Rhymers, but mostly like what I really look for in, in rappers is like. Rhymers who can say something of substance and still be jamming. Like, right, right. Because, you know, you got the conscious rappers who just 
they just going, you know. They just be saying anything. They just saying words. Yeah, they just going to give you the <laughs> multiplication proclamation of the exclamation shit all day yeah. on some boom bap beat. Or you got <laughs> the guys who are like very catchy, but there's no substance. Mm-hmm. Like, but my favorite MCs always could balance it. Okay. Uh, that was always my goal. Lyrically, was like, can I balance it? Right. All right, so uh, outside of Outkast, like, did you have any other ones? Like, maybe yeah. some out. Like, so are you from Daytona originally? I'm from Daytona. You from Daytona? Yeah, um, so one's like out of the south. Yeah, Outkast out of the south. Um, are we going regional? Yeah, regional. Okay. Um, I do New- all corners. Out of New York. Up north, west. Got you. I can break it down. That's cool. Um, out of the south, like I said, I'm a '90s baby, so it was definitely Outkast out of New York, tri-state. It was Jay. It okay. wasn't Jay, it was big, but it was definitely Jay. Jay over Nas? Um, yeah, mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got an interesting story about that, just in general. Um, out the Midwest, it was, of course, Kanye, you know what I'm saying? Right. Second is Twister for me. Okay, I respect um, that 100%. Yeah, Twister, I, I learned my fast flow. Man. Twister. Um, out of the West, it's going to always be Snoop and Pop. Snoop probably first. Pac is in a class of his own for me, but you know Snoop because he really the West. Um, and then uh, in in the in Houston, I guess are we going to Houston? Are we going? For yeah, Houston? yeah, come on. Um, I like I like Face. I love Scarface. Um, but then I also like like a lot of the newer guys like. Houston has always had like just an interesting run to me, so it's like I actually appreciate this run in Houston more than the earlier runs, which is kind of it might be blasphemous to some R and B, I mean to some rap heads, but nah, I really I, f- love. I feel you. I'm listening to Maxo Cream heavy. Yeah, Maxo dope. Yeah, Travis, Maxo real dope. Don Tolliver, like I just love yeah. what they were able to do with Houston and just make it translatable across the board. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like old Houston at all. Right, yeah, like, it got right. a complete new sound. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? I'm a big fan of the screw tapes. You know what I'm saying? Pimping the pen, all the little Kiki and mm-hmm. fat pat and them boys, like, you know what I'm saying? I still bump that to this day. Yes, sir. Go ahead and say Camillion. You know, that's my nigga, man. man. That's, that's my dope. nigga. Camilitary <laughs> man. Camilitary man, right? Dirty man. Shout hey. out Camillion, yeah, man. He actually liked one of my songs and posted it one year. Hey, look. Nah, that's dope. Chameleon the realest nigga to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The nigga never cursed in the record. You know what I'm saying? Like, never cursed. Like at all, to my knowledge, no interviews, none of that shit. Man, I just respect that. That's nigga that's 100%. dope. I started doing that as a kid, and then I turned eighteen. Right. <laughs> it was like fuck that, but oh shit, I was still writing them. Uh, my mom was, was, she knew I was writing little shit. Like, why are you trying to rap like this? I'm like, ma, you don't understand. You don't understand what I'm going through. <laughs> you don't understand my experiences. No, that's that's really dope for chameleon there because it's like. To do something like that and it still be accepted and dope and considered cool is really hard. That ain't Man, easy to do in this time. I thought he, uh, before Riding Dirty, and like I felt like Riding Dirty was just a play to mm-hmm. sustain his position mm-hmm. uh, once, you know, Texas got its run, right? Facts. But before Riding Dirty, to me, he was one of the best lyricists. No, nah, that's a known fact. Oh man, I'm tripping, bro. Hold on, no, nah, out of Houston, bro. I just thought about it. Well, out of PA, man, it's gonna always be pimping bun. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 100%. for sure, man. My I mean, fault. that goes without saying. Yeah, it's gonna always be UGK, man. Um, bun B is one of the most underrated rappers ever to me. Like, 
flow pattern, like classic bun, like especially in his prime, it ain't a lot of niggas that's touching bun, you know what I'm saying? Or Pimp C. So yeah, shout out to them boys. Paul Wall was that boy too. Like Houston had a run for real. Yeah, hey, yeah. if you ever get a chance, man, go check out Controversy Sales. Paul Wall and Chameleon and them yeah, boys yeah, wrecked that, that shit, boy. What? That's the man, that, that, one, that man. shit, shout dude. Out. <laughs> shout out to Houston. Um But yeah, man, um I noticed that in your music you do like hint to a lot of your influences as well, like yeah. through interpolation and and samples and things of that sort. But um I'm gonna go ahead and jump straight into your last album with uh, We Still Don't Know. Let's do it. Yeah, so my favorite song on that project, if I'm not mistaken, is uh, Gen Y. Okay. Where you do the uh, the Kanye yeah, clip. Yeah, what's your addiction? Man, that yeah. shit was crazy. Appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that one was cold. Um, but listening through the project, uh, the substance was there, the lyrical ability, all of that to me was like at a very high level. You know what I mean? Um, I don't. I don't know of many Daytona artists. Facts. facts. We, we, it's, it's a lot of us, but you know we got to kick the door. We working towards it. And, and 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 that's what it is. You know, I feel like Jax was at that point for a very long time. You yeah, know what I mean? Facts. And uh, we recently got that break with. Um, you know, I would say. I would say Young and Ace really kind of like Ace opened the door like to what it is now. You know what I mean? We had people that kind of pushed pushed the limits and whatnot, but Ace really opened it up. But that's all it takes, you know, is is one person. But when I listen to your music, I definitely listen and I th I think that yo, it could be you. Yeah, you know I appreciate that. Wow, I for appreciate real. that for sure, for sure. I mean, it's a lot of talent in Daytona, um, and it's always man. You know, we got a very big musical background. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of people connection to Daytona is through either Spring Bling or BCR or MTV Spring Break. Right. So, you know, the history is there. Um, and it's a lot of talent in the city. It's just, you know how Florida is, man. You know, for the longest, if it wasn't out of Miami, it wasn't yeah. out of yep. nowhere. So, yeah, you know, absolutely right. it's dope to see it start creeping up. You know what I'm saying? The whole state. It's like, you know, Tampa got a wave. You know what I'm saying? Orlando Pompano got a wave. Got a, Orlando yeah. got a wave. Jacksonville got their wave. You know, Tally had Tally. theirs. Even Tally coming back with uh, Boston Richie. Word, yeah. say less. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, Tally, Tally, you know, I've been waiting on Tally since Pain kicked the door. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, um, so you know, Daytona, we we on the rise too. You know, and you're going to see a lot of different flavors out of Daytona, I can tell you that, because it's a lot of different perspectives, you know, so. Which is right. important. Who's some good talent out of Daytona? Um, Of course, um, I would say you got Saint 36 out of Daytona, man. You got... um. My young man Kale, K A L E. Um, you probably find I think it's called me Kale on Instagram. Real dope, real soulful dude. Um, you got uh you got MGQ, um, street, just authentic raw rap. Um, you got you got Dre Neal out the city. Um, he got a real like just the the soul of what Daytona, you know what I'm saying, feels a lot of the time. Um, you got three hundred pounds of goo up. Um, they are they're more like the pop side of what we do, you know, real, real fun type music. Um, you got producers like King June, you know. So it's 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 a it's a scene out there, you know what I'm saying. And then you got like the OGs like Sticks and Fatboy and so many other people. Gotcha. So what's your favorite song off the project? We still don't know. Yeah. Um, it kind of changes, man. Um, 
I think the most honest song for me, and which was my favorite for a while, was Squeamish. Mm. Um, Squeamish was a record that I just felt like I like to make music. You know, say you you make your you make your records that you know you want the public to know and hit and feel. You know, the, the hit records and the catchy joints. But you know what I see a lot of the times when we we doing rap today is like I love records that make me feel like somebody was speaking to me or knew where I was at. Right. And when, you know, when I wrote Screamish, I was like, you know, as black men, we don't get a lot of records to where, like, we can just tell our truth on it. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of records where a nigga going to pop his shit and it may be his truth, but it may not be your truth. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Or you get records where it's like a nigga going to say what you know everybody want to hear. But for that record, that was a record that I felt like a lot of niggas could feel, you know what I'm saying? Just as black men, we could be like, bro, we deal with the bullshit enough, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of the bullshit do make us feel like... Eh, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. That's, that was my favorite for a very long time. I hear that. So with that project and then like your recent shit, I had noticed that you had stopped putting your stuff up on Apple or just on period. Um. Well, no. Nah, actually, we had put everything up on Apple. Um. The last tape I did, the most uh, recent tape was Leader. It was more mixtape style. So it was okay. just cover records. It was like I really was going for like the drought three type feel. Um, gotcha. It's a Leader was a commemorative tape. Mm-hmm. For like my first mixtape from mm-hmm. like ten years ago, it was called Leader the Lost. So this was just like um, just kind of paying an ode to that. And I tried to upload it, and of course with the beats, they was like, nah. So we just took it to the website. Okay, got you, got you. Got you. Yeah. I hope I ain't. I keep hearing myself going in and out. I ain't. Nah, you nah, good. you good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just it's probably just the headphones to be honest. Okay, so but yeah, you good on the mic, man. But yeah, man, I appreciate y'all checking that tape out, man. That was a we dropped that in the middle of the quarantine. So a lot of that project, I didn't expect a lot of people to be able to receive because there was so much going on in the world. But I was trying to give people music that would get them through that. Right. So it's an honor to know y'all listen for real. For For real. Uh, Are we talking about leaders? Can we just play the video real quick? Yeah, yeah. All right. So let's get into the video. Stack that bitch up, Mike. Yeah. Right. See. Uh. Okay, I'm done with the bullshit, that's on Jimmy Butler Started out a skinny hustler, now I'm eating good Had to hit the gym, was getting chubby Roll another wood, stuff that bitch with gummy Weed four different colors, call it Teletubby You can't tell me nothing, shop valve open What you buying, cause we selling brethren Gang called Pink and Grow Rich, cerebellum money She say, what's that stench, she can smell the money Cause I wash and rinse, till it mildew Cause it's drenched, Michael felt the money She say, baby, listen, I need help with money Told her the best way to help yourself is hustling Then I help the money, invested and helped the money Told her to raise up prices, make the climb Tell respect the money, them broke ass hoe be hustling back, but they might as well just sell the money. In these times where niggas won't tell you nothing, let me tell you something. You dropped your value when you did that shit for free, you better sell you something. That PPP was sweet in the quarantine, I hope you made some bubble. I PPP, I pimp with a purpose to make the profit double, that's pushing P. Yeah, that's pushing P. Rep so hard, they think I made they tonin' like I'm pushing T. Back with me and Jay, I stayed in D and D was pushing tree. He the first one said, don't drop your prices, trust your quality. She say, why you callin' leader? I say, cause they follow me. Love to cook, but she'll eat a letter, drink and swallow me. And the flow is Tarantino, credits rollin' Oscar me. Pass the beat, this shit too clean, don't need no colonoscopy. 
But I need a queen that's trying to rule me, D and I see me Tell me go deep, then get up and have a deep talk with me You ain't no P, you barely been trained to pee properly You just a pup, you barely can speak, can't even bark at me If you boy seen what I got in store, wouldn't even target me We talking spitting, bitch, I'm a beast, I fucking hawking beats Running my toe, fuck up your cleats, you try and jog with me King of my earth, head of my team, God, when I talk on beats That shit weak, I'm concrete, screech when I cross the street Phone rings, but the dollar speak, gold swing for my collar was overseen by the scholars they mold kings you a coddle got wrote dreams and i plotted to own things developing grow dreams from the bottom i spoke dreams and i got them this whole scene i body i od and this beat is a close scene it's a body was 4d when the bed bus and roaches creep from my body got no sleep because the mattress was holy as joyce maya I- shop open yes sir yes sir yes sir Appreciate it, bro. Yeah, yeah. What's the direction behind the song and video? Um, so basically, uh, leader was like, I just wanted to freestyle. So like, that's the third track on the tape, man. Matter of fact, if you ever heard leader, check it out on shopforeveropen.com. Um, the video was just I wanted to highlight my team and man, kind of just show what we do. So it was like, you know, you see the three guys, you saw me being my boy Ayo, which is my DJ, and just you see us in uniform because you know it's a business. Right. Shop open is the brand and that's what we're doing. Right. Um, you know, and just kind of showing you how we getting it done. And then like the room, the second half of the video is me recording. Um, that's how I did most of the tape in that room. You know what I'm saying? And um, I just wanted to kind of just give it an authentic feel. Um, with just how we did it. It was a freestyle tape and it was just something to hype people up, you know. Um it didn't take too long. I think we did everything and probably about two tapes. Right. So it was dope. Yeah. That's dope. That's dope. How long did it take to to put the project together? Uh, I want to say probably about six weeks, which was like the longest for me because I mm-hmm. typically do takes really quick. Um, but I kind of was like breaking it down, you know what I'm saying? So Got you. I was trying to, I was trying to cover everybody that I thought was like really dope in rap mm-hmm. music. So I, I really kind of like scraped, you know what I'm saying, for the best beats, and then I was just trying to get the best bars I could possibly give. You know? Right. So it took a little time for me to vibe, but. Yeah, and that's the first one I engineered by myself, so that was kind of dope. I recorded that one myself, so it's cool. That's dope. That's yeah. dope. And you did the mix on it? I didn't do the mix. Bree Payne did the mix. That got you. Engineer shop open. Got you. Got you. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Earl was shouting um, uh, Bree out as well. So um, big shout outs. You say Bree Payne? Bree Payne. Yeah. yeah big shout outs to Bree Payne. Yeah, for sure. Shop open in the building. All right, let's talk about your clothing line, Shop Open. Yeah. What's the direction behind that? Like, what's the, how did you come up with that? I was broke. <laughs> I was broke. Um, that's, that's the simple Dang, that's answer. That's how most ideas come from. Yeah, like, pretty much. It, I need money. I was rapping, man, and just grinding. And um, the thing was like, you know, on, on this journey, especially in the 2010s, like that whole 2011 through 2019 era, that's the mixtape backpack era. So the, the concept in the game was like, you know, give this shit out for free, build up your fan base, and then, you know, you get a deal and so forth. And that model started to change, you know what I'm saying, as time went on. Um, but essentially, I was just giving top tier shit out, and I was like, yo, you niggas got to pay for this shit, bro. Like, I'm starving, but I'm giving you niggas really quality music. And my fans and the people that were supporting us was agreeing. They was like, yo, you giving out quality music. So it was like, all right, well, do me a favor and pay for it. Right. Type shit. You know what I'm saying? So um the story of how it came about was actually um 
I was short on my rent. We were living in Orlando at the time. Um, and I was like probably like four, I had like $400 and I'm probably like four to six hundred dollars short or something on my rent. And I had bought the hoodies for my crew because we had just did the shop open mixtape and um, I just wanted to get them something. It was like Christmas time. So I got like four hoodies with the logo put on that, you know, be, um, be made the logo. Yeah. We, we ended up wearing them downtown Orlando and like everybody was like, yo, what that is, I need that. That shit dope. That shit dope. Woo woo. So I was like, all right, called my man. So I knew pressure. And I was like, yo, how much would it cost me? He was like, man, I can get you like 40 hoodies for like $400. So I took my last $400 and I bought the 40 hoodies and I flipped them. And in like a week, I had like $1,600, like $40 a pop. And I was like, oh, okay, shop really over. Yeah. And, you know, it, it grew from there, you know. And the whole concept of it is just like freedom and opportunity. Freedom to do what you love and the opportunity to monetize it. Right, you see right. What I'm saying? I think that's what all of us really want, especially as entrepreneurs. We just want to do what we love and we want to get paid for. For sure. So, you know, that's in a nutshell. That's what Shop Open is. Yeah. So when you had sold those hoodies, you was going to do like a one-off thing? That was the plan. It was just going to be like, yo, I'm going to sell some hoodies. I didn't even, honestly, bro, I didn't even think them shits was going to sell. I was like risking it. It was yeah. like a prayer. It was like, yo, let me, all right, fuck it. I got Shit, I'm already late on the rent. I'm already yeah, short, so it's like, let me do something. I took them, and then, like, the shit went, bro. And then it was like, yo, we want to begin. So then we just started playing with colors. We was like, all right, let's see what we can do with shirts this time. All right, right let's see what we right. do red shirts, blue shirts. And then we just kept growing with it. And before you knew it, man, like, over, like, maybe a two-year span, we sold, like, 500 pieces. That's what's up. Yeah. So we, we just, the quarantine kind of slowed us down. Um, this year we got back started with the leader hoodies that you may see me rocking, you know what I'm saying? See the crew rocking. So those are available on shopfellowopen.com and we finna get back out and keep giving you more content and more merch. But sure. listeners, sure. tap in, go get y'all a hoodie. Shopfellowopen.com. Calm, calm. Gotta do your own echo and shit. So let me ask this. When you write in a, um, you know, your mixtapes, right? Are you, are you, competing with your last project are you competing with your last record like your last recording what's um, your process you know every artist is different but i would say competing yeah you know what i'm saying i wouldn't i don't know if that's the best word for it but yeah you know you always want to get better i'm all right. about getting better um and i'm gonna always try to push the envelope um so i don't never want to come out worse than i came up before you know what i'm saying i always want to come out better um i'm pretty much just trying to my thing is before I do any project, I pray and I say, yo, God, what do you want me to say? You know what I'm saying? Like, I look at things like if this is the last thing anybody ever heard from me, then right. I say what I needed to say. So that's how I go into projects. Um, and it's just about quality and giving you good music, you know, especially coming from Florida. Like, we don't get a good rep for that. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Kodak because he really cracked it for that style of rap. You know what I'm saying? Street rap. Like, he wanted the best in the game, you know what I'm saying? And then Ross, and we got rhymers, but you know, when they look at the South, they don't give us respect for rhyming. You know, it's a lot of, like we talked about earlier, just the catchiness in music, as opposed to just what you're saying. But to me, the greatest rapper ever came from the South, his name is Andre 3000. So right. I think, Agreed. you know what I'm saying? You should really let Southern rappers be lyricists, you know, and we had the hardest time, you know, the lyricists out the South had the hardest time coming up now. So yeah. that's something that I really focus on too, and just trying to make it digestible. I hear that. So obviously, we just talked about it a thousand times. You're obviously an Outcast fan. If people seen the video, you had the Outcast sheets on your bed. Yeah, yeah. Would yeah. you consider Andre 3000 like a dream collab? Like that, like For if you sure. got that, like that's 
you feel like you nah, for sure. If I if I was to get that, that's like, you know, and knowing how Dre is, man, just <clears throat> you know, that's a that's a long shot. But yeah, I would, he rap like two times a year. If yeah, that. type shit. shit but two just, times a decade. <laughs> just to be able to like get the nod would be dope. Just to be like, nah, like you it type shit. Yeah. But you know, I would love that opportunity. I think every rhymer would. Right. Honestly, right. You know what I'm saying. Um, I would love to be able to. I think more important than just getting a feature. To be able to inspire him to do a feature, because I think that's the hardest thing with Dre probably right now is like just getting him inspired enough to want to do it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I think if you made something that could inspire him, that would say, "Hey man, you know what? You on the right frequency." Mm-hmm. Type shit. So yeah, for sure. All right. So while I was doing my research, I was on your IG and you had uh, the Thursday message up. Yeah. So you seem like a very positive brother. So. When you come up with your sometimes <laughs> <laughs> when you come up with your IG messages, are they off the top of the head? Um, actually, man, a, a close friend of mine writes a lot of those, and okay. he shares them. You know, what I'm saying my nigga T Spur, um, and we try to share them out to people. Right. You know, um, and really it was just something amongst our circle that we would do. You know, we have really dope conversations and so forth. And um, I ended up posting them a couple times, and then what happened was my DMs were flooded, and people would be like, "Yo, I need them." Like, yeah. Helping, so I told Spur, I was like, "Yo, keep sending them." And then I was like, "I keep posting them. I think I might do something where I kind of like read them, yeah, and kind of turn them into reels and just keep it going from there." Like, yeah, so yeah, I've been noticing the reels been a wave that's been working on eyes. You like crazy, so yeah, You're monetizing it, them now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just seen that. Yeah, so, yeah. So it's, it's a play. Like, if you got your real game together and you know what you're doing with it, please stay on top of it because it's a bag in it. Have y'all ever thought about making like a book, maybe? Um. I've heard somebody spoke that to me. I want to write a book personally. Um, mm-hmm. if I haven't thought about doing it from that aspect, but it could be something that could be done. That would be dope. Actually, yeah. I, I, I tell them that I got that from you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, me. Just send me an autograph copy. I'm good on that. Yeah, I got yeah. you. <laughs> what would your book be about? I can't tell you that. Yet. Uh, I, can't, I, can't tell you I that. knew you was gonna Come say on, that. I just asked. Mario P exclusive. I just asked. Hey, just, you know what I'm nah, saying? When, when, it's, when <laughs> it's time, it's too many stealing niggas out here. You can't. Yeah, really yeah nah, nah, nah. Trust. I definitely yeah, understand. When it's time, I'll bring it through. But it'll be. It's the definition of a self-help book. Okay. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Gotcha. Emphasis on the self. Right. Right. Type shit. All right, man. So let me ask you, like, at what moment in your career? music and just clothing wise that you noticed you were blowing up um june tape um actually i could say a little bit before that but june tape was a special era um i did a song called i know some years ago that really kind of like we were on vine heavy and i went viral on vine um and we did probably like a hundred thousand plus streams organic these are the soundcloud days yeah and shit was about to crack but then vine crashed so a lot of my fan base got scattered that shit taught me a very valuable lesson about just trusting social media with your yeah. platform. You know what I'm saying? Um, so we had to rebuild, and that took a couple of years. And we still like it's crazy because I still get um, supporters from that era that find me on Instagram, like as recent as like a week ago. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Yo, I've been looking for you forever." Type shit. Like, boom, and it keeps going. But I would say probably the most notable was like June Tape. We did a June Tape 2018 that came out. And that was the one that just took us everywhere. That took us to New York. That took us to A3C SOBs. Um, that gave us a real, a real play. I think is ironically we dropped the tape the same day that Pusha T dropped Daytona. Oh wow! Like it was, it was crazy. We didn't even know that was coming because I think he had just announced it. That was that year where 
Kanye was just dropping. Random. Yeah, they was yeah. dropping like every week, seven, yeah. seven yeah. song um, tapes. Yeah. And that project, that project to this day is still the like the, the foundation of a lot of our fan base. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and from there we just took it up. And I think if you really want a real de- representation of like just Daytona and what the vibe is in Daytona and what it always has been, the June tape we that was the goal. You know what I'm saying? I think we captured yeah. that. That's dope. Uh, you had mentioned A3C. I haven't heard that in a while. How was that? A3C was super dope. So we did A3C, I think, like the last year before COVID. Mm-hmm. So it was 2019. When I tell you we met everybody, like Gary V has a copy of the June tape. Like we got that on camera just chopping it with him, and he, he took it and actually did this and, yeah. and so forth. Um, we met everybody. And when I say everybody, Kevin Lyles to Kodak Lens, Rob Markman, right, Just Blaze, anybody who was anybody you know what i'm saying that ended up building a lot of relationships for me we won the um forget what it was called it was an artist competition um yeah. and we got a chance to perform and we ended up winning the contest for that so we went up there as a team and we showed out and um ever since then things have been up you know it's not visible because of covid and everything but behind the scenes there's a lot of plays that's been working on our behalf right um and we're gonna get ready to present those real soon i got you any deals or anything on the table I just yeah, tried so. again, man. I'm over. I'm <laughs> over two on this. It's all good, you know. They they say don't talk about the blessing until it's concrete. You know? Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah. Working it out, um, but just know, like, Florida's on a very beautiful wave. Not just Daytona, like, you know, for all the artists out there that's passionate and consistent with what you're doing, they watching. Yeah, and you know, um, the doors is wide open. Yeah, for sure. So why are you talking about Florida? You here obviously in Jacksonville right now. Are you loving the Florida scene right now? Not Florida scene, Jacksonville scene. No, I, scene. I definitely love the Jacksonville scene. The crazy part is like, I'm, I love Nardo Wick shit. Yeah. And the crazy part is like, I didn't hear Nardo Wick on the um, Who on Smoke record first. I heard him on the um, the uh, Judas and the Black Messiah soundtrack. Um, yeah, that was a good look. He had him. a song on there called I Declare War. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this shit hard. I didn't even know he was from Jacksonville. I was just like, yo, this, okay, that's some shit. Like, you talking, and I love how he packaged it. Then when I heard Who Won't Smoke, I was like, right. this nigga different. You know what I'm saying? I was already familiar with the Tokyos and mm-hmm. Young and Aces and everybody else, but he he really got a different little flair to what he doing. You know what I'm saying? Not to say little to God, but I'm just saying like right. a different flair. Yeah. And um, that was really dope to just see, you know what I'm saying? And just to see Duval doing their thing, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, in Florida... This city is such a big part of Florida. It's such a big part of the nation. It's the second largest city in America, I believe. But mm-hmm. yeah. it's such a big part of the um the state because you know everybody know that Duval. Like it's, right. it's <laughs> right. once it's said, it's said. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's, you know what we talking about? Yeah. So um you know I love to see y'all get y'all stripes and get y'all flowers, man. Like, yes, yeah. We appreciate that. City wise, you fought with Duval. Yeah, I I've, I haven't spent a lot of time in Duval, but the time that I have spent, it's always been a vibe. You know what I'm saying? It's always been cool and um, you know, shit real in Duval. Yeah, <laughs> shit real in Duval, man. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah, it's got like I know Duval. Well, people in Florida they got a different perspective about Daytona. When they see Daytona, they think like Harley Davises and yeah. Red <laughs> Nexus shit. It's kind of weird because we fight a lot of shit in Daytona that a lot of people don't know about, like Daytona. Yeah. For a long time, it was Atlanta and Daytona. Mm. It was freaking in Daytona. That was it. Like I growing up, oh, yeah. that's yeah, what I we knew. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's like 
right now in the city, there's a lot of, you know, not to get too political, but there's a lot of gentrification and then there's mm-hmm. a lot of, we're fighting a lot of the policies and the politicians and shit. So they, they shut down a lot of the things that we was doing, but we bought a lot of the money to that city and we put a lot of the effort into that city and keeping it relevant. Um, and right now, you know, they're not doing anything to help our scene. They actually trying to kill it. They trying right. to destroy the scene and they trying to show, um, you know, that's why you get the weird type of reactions because it's crazy not to be too long winded, but I travel a lot. So everywhere I go, I've been telling people for like the last two years and every hotel I've stayed, I've been to every state in America, every hotel I go to, there's a commercial about Daytona beach. Like mm-hmm. come visit Daytona beach, come visit Daytona. So they're building it up to have people come back through, but it's like, they wanted to be NASCAR. They wanted to be this, this and that, but it's like yeah. at the end of the day, this is a beach bro. And this shit is known for parties, parties yeah. and you know, you know, hopefully sometime soon I'll be able to do something to be able to bring the life back to the city and make it balanced so that it's fair for everybody. Salute to that. Appreciate it. Got another question. I ain't want to step over. Nah, I was going to say you want to do another uh, video? Yeah, yeah, we do one. I'll let Crown pick the next one. So we like to do a couple of... Uh, video reviews and and you know get your story behind the video behind the song okay um i would say go up let's do uh um, let's do let's do at the party at the party doing a lyric video actually you know what at the party is dope let's do the b-side let's do from florida with love or uh yeah i got you Oh, we from Florida. Let's do that. Yes, sir. Uh, okay, sitting this from Florida with blessings. Fuck about what you heard, you fucking right, my boy. We extra. She gonna talk a shit, you better know it. Shout a pressure. Had too many problems in the streets. And- Sorry if I got it right. Okay, sitting this from Florida with blessings. Fuck about what you heard, you fucking right, my boy. We extra. She gonna talk a shit, you better know it. Shout a pressure. Had too many problems in the streets, somebody stressed. Get his ass, ooh, left him crack stress. Where you from, the soul of the creek, what side you reppin'? Grew up on that plaza and you can't slide without your weapon. Really, we be vibing, niggas try to not step. Uh, really, I'm discreet and your bitch messy. Let that money circulate the streets, it's an investment. Got a lot of plugs, a lot of love and respect. Moving like I'm destined, never like I'm desperate. We ain't talking, we just creepin'. They ran out of options, they ain't poppin', so they beefin'. I don't know sleeping, going in, I'm talking deep, and you can't win without no plug, you can't win without no defense, set the play and running the way. Okay, coming out of Florida, I got em. Pressure about the wound, we put six to the bottom. Every nigga moving with them sticks and they yapping. West Orlando, cool little bitch, and she model. Pocket from the 3 8, what a six follow. She gon' pop a shit, say you ain't shit before she swallow. We gon' get a run up, get a room, get a bottle. Say you need some gas, you on your ass until tomorrow, yeah. Then I'm back like, oh, the love. You keep dropping prices, y'all don't fuck the market up. You ain't make no profit, but you talking like the plug. Those attackers for survival, they ain't biting, so you stuck, uh. Yeah, we know what's up. Shot fell over open, then we got it in the cut. Crown don't look the part, I'm just a cover of a book. Can't be surprised when you get booked, when you be dressed up like a crook. But I won't preach, though. Uh, buy some cheeks, huh? When I get where I'm going, I'ma teach though. From the streets to the geeks, I'm a king though. From the deal to the sheets, be a queen though. 
Yeah, what, what you mean, no? That can't see me, we ain't do this to be seen, no. Bout my chills, bout my numbers like bingo. Who was crowned to that nigga check pain, ho? Cook man and Drake, yeah, and yeah, for sure. I had to do that because I'm like, man, you ain't from Florida, bro. Gotta, <laughs> let's get that together. We're real quick. Let's talk about Florida with love. Yeah, he was feeling himself. Yeah, yeah. man, it's a lot of you know, all shots out of Drake, man. I, you know, it's a lot of uh, we we influence the culture a lot though. Florida influences the culture so much, and it's it's kind of insane to see how we don't really get all the respect we deserve. But it's like a nah, lot we, of the slang and a lot of the vibe come out of Florida. It's right coming now. soon. Yeah, for sure though. Yeah, I be saying niggas from Chicago saying jit. Yo, everybody saying jit. It ain't just Chicago. Everybody like the whole world saying jit. <laughs> niggas now. be saying like, green, and I'm yeah. like, yo, like y'all don't know shit about this, like, man. I remember <laughs> when niggas used to be like, what the fuck is jit? Like they used to talk so much yeah. shit about it, and mm-hmm. now everybody saying it. But that just lets you know Florida niggas represent worldwide, right? Yeah. The first you. rap group I had was called Lil Jits. Facts, <laughs> <laughs> facts though. Facts. Nah, man, it's like it's crazy because. As somebody, as as a person that's traveled a lot, they like people talk that shit about Florida, which I hate, but they love us everywhere. everywhere. No bullshit. Like a Florida nigga, we good in any room for real. Like, and don't leave your bitch around us. Facts. <laughs> like, no problem. But, yeah, it's going down. All right, Crown. Any like projects you working on right now? Um. Yeah, on, on on the back end we we cooking up. Like I don't have no dates and no titles right now. You know what I'm saying? We just cooking right now. But um before the end of the year it's gonna be something special. So when we get into that, you know, I'll swing back through. And oh, for, sure, for sure, for sure. For sure. I gotta come through that. I appreciate y'all just yeah, we here. the platform. Yeah, we, we ain't going nowhere. I, I see. It's yeah. set up in here nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice in here, man. <laughs> I like the super fly on the wall, so can we, I know we probably finna wrap up, but Black exploitation film fans, that's that's what's happening. Oh yeah, yeah, man, yeah, man. You got a favorite you want to talk about? I mean, we can get into it. What's your favorite though? Uh, tell me first. I feel like Superfly was mine. That's why one of the reasons I got the poster. Um, uh, what's the one with Bill Cosby? Let's do it again. Let's do it again. That one. I Uptown fuck with that Saturday one. Saturday Nights, one of my favorites. Up, Uptown, Uptown Saturday, Saturday Nights, Nights yeah. is good. Um, I would say Dolomite might be my yeah. favorite. Down in the jungle deep. Man, look, I just <laughs> I just fuck with uh Rudy Ray, like he, yeah, he, man, he's a player. Yeah, so um, the Mac, the Mac, the yeah, Mac, I was just about to yeah, say the Mac. the Mac was another good one. You know what's crazy? I like the soundtracks more than the movies sometimes because I'm a big Willie Hutch fan. So he did a lot of the black exploitation like soundtracks. So I yeah. like a lot of that shit. Between Willie Curtis Mayfield, Marvin Gaye, and James yeah, Brown, yeah, Marvin like Gaye, Trouble Man, that yeah. Trouble Man album is oh, yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, that was an incredible pocket for Marvin Gaye. Just that ten year span of him doing that from like 1971 to like 79. My bad, I can get into his music shit deep. But nah, yeah. you good, shit. I got the vinyl for Superfly. I think that's one of the greatest albums to ever uh, exist. Like, There's a movie that I just, I watch these shit often. Like now I'm like on the Amazon Prime, Brown Sugar shit, just trying to see these shits. I don't yeah. know why I'm addicted to this phase right now. Cause some of the movies be horrible, but it'd be cool to see our origin and where we came from with this film shit. Yeah. Um, Bucktown and like Cotton Comes to Harlem. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I love them movies. Like those was really dope. Cause I also like, I feel like back then, like the seventies man was so player, bro, and just yeah, it was just so cool, strong and just cool. Like you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. yeah, every every nigga could have been a leader. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like right. at any point, I feel like you couldn't be lame in the seventies. Like Not you just all, had no yeah. choice. Just be <laughs> cool. Like, <bro. laughs> it's it's interesting that you say that because you don't even really see no lame niggas in the movies. Nah, none, like, it, none. It's never like a lame nigga. Ain't like, nobody getting punked. None of like, that. Like even you know what I mean? even in the Mac, the lame nigga. Had bitches. Facts. He had a bunch of them. He had a bunch of hoes on his team. And when he was a lame nigga, but like he still was spitting and he had the car and all that. He had the caddy. Everybody had cool about him, man. I, and that's like kind of the spinning back to the music. I think that's the thing about like Outcast for me. I'm a player, man. I grew up as a player amongst right. players. So it's like I respect. I wish we could get back to that in the culture. Like everybody want to be so much other shit. But I'm like, nigga, a player don't never lose. Right, exactly. right. I ain't never seen a player lose. Like right. I seen gangsters crash out. I've seen thugs crash out. I seen all kind of shit, but I ain't never seen a player lose. Like exactly. So you know what I'm saying. I think that's one thing with the '70s. Yeah, man. I don't. I don't know if we we'll ever get back to that, but yeah. it's hard, man. Nowadays hard. the game's so fucked up. <laughs> it's all over the place. Damn, we can cuss now. Yeah, we cuss. <laughs> yeah. Forty four minutes and you cuss. Yeah. Um. So we were talking. You you mentioned um, that the black exploitation movies, a lot of them are often bad. Yeah. Uh, Sweet Sweetback's badass song. Sweetback was that one. Man, that was a good one. Well, one. It, it, it's a bad movie, but like, a good. It was staple. player. Yeah, like, it's player. The the soundtrack on it is actually pretty good. Too. Yeah, man, Willie <laughs> Dynamite. Yeah, um, it was a few different stories. Like, no, nah, I mean, like I can get into like. The deep movies, the ones that you ain't never really heard of, and you right. be like, "Damn, these shits are kind of." But you know, it's funny because we still got that today. We still got those types of movies, but mm-hmm. I love it. You know what I'm saying? And I love to see black people just push their creativity into their story. Um, love a lot of Pam Grimm movies, the Foxy Browns, the Coffee, yeah, yeah. The Sheba Babies, and shit like that. I, th- I think I, I, you know, a lot of people argue that Pam. I've I've seen it argued. Let me say. Pam Greer was only like people consider her only good because of her body or whatever, and I'm like, nah, y'all not watching the movies. No, That's Pam a nigga ass. Like yes, she yeah. could act her the titties fucking was a ass plus. off. Like, yeah, I, sure. That shit was an asset. <laughs> the titties like, was a plus. <laughs> that hey, shit. Miss Pam, how you doing? <laughs> but nah, yeah, she was. Um, she could act. She actually was one of the better actors of that era. Like, I definitely think so. Yeah, she could do a thing, and um, she aged beautifully and just carried herself very carried well. Carried herself well. Yeah, she was just powerful. Everything yeah. about her. Can we talk about how like I got all right? This shit might be crazy, but like seventies women were some of the most beautiful women ever. To you me. ain't lying. And strongest. Like, like, yo, like they were shooting afro, niggas. Like body, yo, like, like it's crazy. If you 70s. saw the afro and the little booty shorts, you, you know she had a twenty two on like her. a razor <laughs> in the tongue, some shit. Like straight up. At 70, straight up. That's what I really want to see. Like I, I feel like the new revolution of the afro and the black woman is like the dread era now. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I'll be trying to get all the sisters to dread up. Like yo, yeah. I'm telling you, that's the power. That's the way. Like, like yo, look, I love, I love that shit, man. I'm trying to tell you, lock that shit the fuck up. <laughs> like, shit, I'm about to lock mine when it grow. You know, <laughs> when it grow, God willing. <laughs> <laughs> facts, facts, facts. All right, so yeah, man, that's good to know, man. I don't meet too many niggas I can talk black exploitation films. Oh like, yeah. yeah, 
Shit, later on, later on, we we could probably do a whole episode like later on. Next yeah, time you fall, right. yeah. Go. Next time, yeah, we'll have Get time. This shit was kind of last minute. Earl hit me on uh, Instagram. He was like, "Yo." Initially, he just sent me a flyer like that. Word. You was gonna be here tonight. And he had the little eyes, and I was like, <laughs> "Damn, man! I thought it was Tuesday." Earl, funny as fuck. Earl, funny. Earl, hilarious, hilarious, man. He's hilarious, bro. <laughs> I thought the show was Tuesday, man. My day's been blurring and shit. I, I probably you. was high and tired, so I'm looking at it and I'm like, "Damn, man! We about to record in like an hour." I wish you would have told me this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. Ahead of time, he was like, nah, man, it's last minute. So the next day, I think he even realized, you know, I might have yeah. been out of it. He was like, hey, look, the show is Thursday. So, right, <laughs> right, you know, if y'all down to do it, let's set it up. I and, appreciate y'all taking it, man. It nah. was last minute, man. I just found out about the show probably about a week or so ago. And he hit me a couple months and was like, months ago, probably sometime late last year. And he was like, um, you know, I want you to do that. With He spoke highly of you guys, but I forgot about it i didn't think about it as i booked the show i would have got y'all the heads up and nah so it's all good back nah. it worked out we're doing yeah. it right now so yeah. it's all good so i appreciate y'all opening y'all doors and you know this shit is dope you know? daytona are only an hour away so yeah. we can connect again yeah for sure no i'm definitely coming back through and when we got the new music like you know y'all ask some very pivotal questions so i'm gonna give y'all the exclusive when it comes out for yeah, sure we appreciate that for get sure. a round of applause for that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, man. Um, we'll let you go ahead and plug all your shit. You know what I mean. Let them know where they can find you at, and then um, you know we'll get on to this uh, in studio performance. Facts, 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 man. You can tap in with me on Instagram at Who Is Crown, Twitter at Who Is Crown. Um, find me on Apple Music at Crown, man. You know if you have some problems, fine. Just type in a June tape, but we still don't know. Um, and anything you want to see merch related or music related, meet us at shopforeveropen.com. And if you want the merch, you can follow at Shop Forever Open. And uh, yeah, that's what it is. Shop Open. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Make sure y'all connect. Listen to the music. Cop a hoodie. Cop a shirt. Sure. All that shit. So we about to hop in the next room, knock out this performance. And with all that said, we out. Let's get busy.